The Rigger Gambling Feed is back every Monday. Join myself, Joe House, Raheem Palmer, and John Dushepsi for East Coast Bias. Sunday's action recap and our favorite bets for Monday Night Football. Then on Tuesday, we got the Roster Diamond Show where I'll break down everything you need to know in the betting world. Plus, the East Coast Bias Boys will be back on Thursday to help you get your betting card sorted ahead of all the NFL action. And then on Fridays, it's me back with Warren Sharp, deep diving into the analytics. So be sure to subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Off Guard. Pasha here, Austin there. Jesus That's Christ. I wanted you to kind of open it up, bring a little spice, a little Austin. Listen, we're back for second episode of the week. First week of our uh, two episode a week. Well, how many episodes? We got 100 episodes this year? Uh, let's not put numbers out there. I don't want to make any promises <laughs> we can't keep. <laughs> 100 episodes. All of a sudden, all of a sudden uh, you're in Fiji for a month, and I don't know what's going on. Nah, nah, never that. Uh, and even then, if I was, I'd bring the uh, podcast equipment. So I'll go with you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> little guest bedroom yeah, yeah. situation. Come on. Um, you've been talking about this dating list for a while. Before it's you, before it's you not- even get into the basketball side, can we just open up about this dating list that went out that went viral over the weekend? Who first off, which clown? First of all, navigating these single murky waters in 2023, it's already tough. Okay. Now you got this list out there, and I don't know who made the list. Maybe it's not accurate. It's not because most girls in the comments. But didn't now agree it's putting it. it in people's. It's putting it in there. It's planting the seed. Yeah, it's like when Drake said no more party bus. Whether you agree with it or not, now you're like ordering a party bus for your girl and you're thinking like, yeah. Hope that song doesn't come on. Yeah, I hope that song doesn't come on. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't take her to Kobe Steakhouse anymore. Absolutely. Intercontinental is dead. Can't, can't go. Can't go there anymore. Nope, can't um, the, this list was a little, you know, it was extreme because it literally, it basically was saying. Well, these are the places you can't, girls don't want to go on a first date. But it was everywhere. It was movies. It was uh, the park. It was uh, to this, every restaurant under the sun. Sporting events. Other sporting events. First off, and this list is just completely wrong. There's so many girls in that comments that were like, this is ridiculous. I, I would love to go to this place. Like, this guy's going to take me to a an NBA game or a Dodger game as a date. Like, I'd right. be like, let's have, a, that'd be a great first date. Right. That list is clearly by someone who is single and will probably remain single. I think the purpose of a first date is to get to know someone. So 
how do I know that you're worth maybe the expensive dinner or whatever? I, I should get to know you a little bit before I take you out there. And it's also like, otherwise you go broke on a hundred first dates. Like, it, right, it's right. crazy. And it's like, what does it matter where you are? The whole po- the whole purpose of a first date is to get to know each other. Yeah. I don't give a fuck where we are. Yeah. I'm just trying to see how you are. We yeah. can go to McDonald's. What about the? So I saw one of the things on the list was the gym. How do you feel about that? Taking a girl to the gym on the first date is nuts. It's a little crazy. But what about an activity? Riding bikes? That's fine. Riding a bike, you know, going on a walk, going on a hike. Um, you know, someone said going to church. Going on a walk. This is a 90s rom-com. No one's just meeting up for a walk. Like, this is not the way it goes. No, but going on a walk. You know who caught the most strays on this? Is Cheesecake Factory. Number one on the list. Yeah, Cheesecake Factory took a big hit on this. I'll be honest, I'm not taking my first date to Cheesecake Factory. I thought Drake made it okay, too. With a, he, that's the one thing Drake co-signed on the song. Child's play. I'm not going to Cheesecake. I'll go to Cheesecake for some cheesecake. Like, pick it up at the counter and get out of there. Oh, so you're saying maybe you... I don't trust any menu that has 3,000 items on it. Anywhere where you can get an Italian pizza, a Jamaican shrimp, and a po' boy, I I don't want to... I don't trust... one hell of a chef back there. (laughs) This chef is fucking... Gordon Ramsay in the bag? Like, who do you have back there? I I can't can't do it. I don't want any... I don't trust it. Um, I don't have a problem with Cheesecake Factory, though. Like, on some... The The one in Orlando is nice. Yeah, like, I'm saying first date. Yeah, I don't have no problem on a loose date, like someone going back there on some like, you guys have been dating for a while, and you're like, oh, Yo, you want to go to Cheesecake Factory and just like grub out? I mean, That's cool. I got, I got no problem with that. First impression, first date. I'm not saying you got to take her to STK or Fleming's or like Mastro's. I'm just saying like, you don't have to go Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, you don't have to take her to Applebee's. Yeah, TGI Fridays. Were those on the list? They were on the list, I think. Both I think those a places. lot of places were on the yeah. list. I saw one place, one thing on the list was meeting up for a drink somewhere. Yeah. The, I thought the that's... Fuck, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> I don't even know. What are we doing yeah, here? Yeah, that, that was standard issue. The, pretty much that list was made um, for... Basically, the woman is trying to say, on a first day, I better be at a really nice restaurant. Because they didn't put any nice restaurants on the list. They put every restaurant known to man that's underneath that, that, that pier or that tier just to really put it in perspective that... I'm just trying to go to a $400 dinner for your first date. And that is just nutty behavior, man. Like, that's just like, again, that's what I'm talking about. The, the, the woman that made that list is clearly delusional, probably single and probably will remain single. And if she's not single, God help him. <laughs> that list is ridiculous and stupid. And I, I saw that list and I immediately got mad and just I, I scrolled away. No, thank you. I didn't even want to read those comments because there's like a bunch of delusional women in there that work like probably like two seven hours a week don't make garbage and are out here like talking crazy about how a man should slave away at work and take her to a four hundred dollar first date dinner yeah beat it (laughs) (laughs) all right let's switch gears big week for your dad he was on bill's pod i don't know if you checked it out but he did a really good job i did it was a good listen last night uh he worked his first game of the year it was nick's nick's uh celtics <laughs> People in the comments are like, yo, I gotta get used to this guy's voice. This going from Van Gunny to Doc are like two different. And then Doris what? Burke mixed in there with your dad. Doris Burke, yeah. Legend. No, but uh, your dad killed Bill's pod though. Thought he did a really good job. And I heard on the pod, it was news to me that he was gonna jump on our pod a few times. Yeah, he did throw that out there. Yeah, I saw oh, that. We'll, we'll take it. I know, yeah, your sister was like, What do you think? I was like, What do I think? No, we've been kind of kind of saving last season we only had so many for people who do listen to us or for new listeners, you know, last year, probably most of our interviews were really just me and you just kind of dissecting basketball, what's going on in the basketball world, blah, blah, blah. Amongst all the other crazy topics me and you talk about in terms of guests, it was just, you know, a handful, most of them just players I played with, uh, with the exception of Nicola. Um, 
you know, this year, I would say just with the amount of episodes we're doing and with the more time that I have on my hands, especially currently, um, we'll definitely have more guests and put that out there more. So, you know, Doc would be great. And there's a handful of guys. Shit, we'd like to get Bill on here. We'll get Bill on ours. We, you know, I was on his a couple of times. I'd love to get Bill on here as well and uh, get some guests that people would love to hear from. So we'll get a lot more of that. Um, all right. So let's get to opening night. There's opening night react, big opening night rea- uh, by the way, reactions, by the way. Before we get into that, by the way, our, our producer, Erica, just said, I would not be up for a cheesecake factory on the first date, LL. See, that's what I'm saying. The standard is high now. But man. Our, producer, <laughs> our producer, Ben, on the call said, cheesecake factory it's being a- number one on that list is incredibly upsetting, but it is delicious. That's in that right there in our comments is the that's issue. The, and that's, that's the, the problem. That's the problem. Because men are like, cheesecake. She's like, I am not going to cheesecake. We're looking at it in the comments and it's happening right now. All right, so it's opening night. It's time to overreact. We brought it up last time. There's opening night doesn't mean that much. I mean, remember when Kevin Durant's first game with the Warriors, they got blown out at home against the Spurs, ended up being the best team I've ever seen in NBA history. Um, remember Michael Carter Williams' first ever game against the Heat? I thought this guy was Penny Hardaway. Um, no, I mean, shout out to him though, he still had a nice career. I remember in 97, the Celtics beat the defending champion Bulls. I know they didn't have Pippen, but it was like rookie Chauncey Billups. Ron Mercer, Antoine Walker, like that was pretty crazy. So I don't want to overreact, but I think our job is to overreact here. Are you ready to go through some of these games? Yeah, come on. All right, so we're going to start with the Nuggets beating the Lakers 119-107. What are your takeaways on that game? The, the Laker game, there's a couple couple things notice, noticeable about that game. One, um, I don't want to be too harsh on Anthony. I, I, I'm a big fan of Anthony Davis. I played with him uh, for three years in New Orleans. I've seen AD at his best, and when he's been at his best, it's when he works inside out. And you even saw it in the first half versus Denver. He was dominant inside the paint. I don't mind the threes. I just don't mind. I, I don't want six of them. If you want to take a couple of half, one or two, you know, end up with three, four threes a game. That way, maybe you go two for four on a bad night, maybe one for four. Um, you know, I that that's expected. When he dominates the paint and understands that he's 6'10", 6'11", is it a supreme athlete? And we we play in an era with no shot blocking down there, man. Like, for everything Nikola is, he's not a, a rim defender or a rim protection. In the first half, he's going through Nikola. Nikola, at one point, even couldn't guard him because he was, he was in foul trouble. AD's finishing at the basket. And then the second half comes, and he's like kind of straying away doing the jump shots. I like when the inside's going, and he's able to like work his way out. You know, he's got confidence. He's seen the ball go through the net. He's gone to the free throw line three or four times. When a, when Anthony Davis realizes there's nobody that could guard him inside of that three-point line, and he has a great mid-range face-up, great one-two dribble to the basket, he has a quickness advantage over fives because he's playing the five right now. So on defense, he's at a little bit of a disadvantage because he's not he's guarding Nikola now. Like you said, in the bubble so, years, so he had JaVale yeah, and Dwight. When, when, the, when, the, when the title, they had JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard. So he didn't have to do that. Yeah. Now he has to do that. So again, I know that's a lot on him. But on the other end, you also have a five guarding you. You have the quickness advantage. That's one of those where you can face up, pick a direction, go hard. You're going to beat him to the basket. Finish. He can't beat you up top. So I, I like when AD is a little bit more aggressive towards the basket. Uh, in terms of the Lakers as a whole, I like how talented they are. They're just not gelling yet, but it's one game. I, I would like to see the Lakers a month from now, two months from now, see where they're at. Maybe not two months, but like 10, 15 games into the season, we'll really get a look at where... The Lakers are specifically where LeBron and AD is, where LeBron is at year 21, how much he can take. They're putting a, a time limit on his games, right. 30 minutes a game. I don't know how many games are going to win like that. 
AD has to be superior. He has to be like a top... For them to be like a top seed in the West, and he's playing 30 minutes a game, AD has to be like a top five, top 10 player this year. But we've seen that from him before, though. I, that's that's what's fun. That's why people like Stephen A, you see these guys get on camera, and they, are, they, they go berserk on AD when he has zero points and a half because he's just so good when he has it turned on that it's disappointing when he when he doesn't have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in addition to that, you know, D'Lo, you know, I think he's got to fit in a little bit better. Um, their team is talented. I told you, I thought D'Lo, I think Gabe Vincent would be better starting. Guys like LeBron and AD and all that, where, you know, Gabe Vincent should be kind of a, the Marlo Chalmers off the ball, spot up shooter guy. Doesn't require the ball as much. Yeah, and D'Lo is so good with the ball when the offense runs through him. Imagine him, second unit, the offense running through him and then going against another, the other team's second unit. He'd be so good off the bench. And not to compare, but it's kind of like what the Magic doing with Cole Anthony. They're like, right. you know, we're going to let you come off the bench. We know you like to start. Everybody wants to start. Thank you for bringing up the Magic. But you come off the bench, you go score type thing. Mm-hmm. D'Lo on a whole different level because D'Lo's a better player can do that for the Lakers. But I mean, again, I, you know, he has had success starting there. We'll see what happens with that. I do like their depth though. Torian Prince was great. You know, Cam Reddish has to come along eventually. I don't know when that's going to be, but I see him on team after team after team. He's talented. I want to see it work out eventually here. Um, They got talent. Denver has a perfect starting lineup. Their starting lineup is gigantic. I'd never, my, one of the big takeaways was Austin Reeves looked miniature out there. Like he looks so small out there against Denver's lineup. People need to temper the expectations with him. Yeah. Okay. And I love I'm a I listen, we both talked about Reeves countless times in our pot. Um and I'm not trying to get into the whole race thing because that's weird. I don't want to do that. But he's a, a white guy who is playing for the Lakers and can hoop and then play for Team USA. He's got all this stuff going for him that were like people are like kind of overdoing it with him a little bit. Cause like yeah. I don't mean to be Cynical, yeah, I, mean, like, I think he's the favorite for most improved. Yeah, like all, all these, these things. It's like, bro, like just, just like calm down, man. Yeah. Like last last year was his first year really having a, a role, like a serious role on a team. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now he's coming back fresh off of USA. USA basketball didn't really go that well. He played well though, but USA didn't, the team didn't do well. Um, and they're like, I'm hearing like, oh, you know, the Lakers big three, big brothers. There's no big three there. They have a big two and they have good role players. Austin Reeves is a talented player. Right, and that's how they won the title anyway. Yeah, he, he's a good role player for that team. If you're expecting him to average 20 a game, you got issues. Because th- th- there's not even enough shots for him to do that anyway. Between right. D'Lo and LeBron and AD and all these guys hoisting up shots, like he ain't going to be out there doing it. But the, the expectations of him are so crazy because if he has like 18, the world goes nuts. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I don't... This, this in the race thing... I do think it was a bad matchup though, too. I mean, the, the Nuggets lineup is... They're, they're, listen, well, the Nuggets have... Their starting lineup is is perfect. I will say the Nuggets bench is a cause for concern. I loved how Reggie Jackson I played. I, I don't. I, I liked so how Reggie played, but the Reggie bench, Jackson thing. Why didn't he play last year in the playoffs? No one knows why he didn't play last year in the playoffs. But I could tell you, like their bench as of right now constructed, I don't know what they're going to need more than that. Like the Bruce Brown and the Jeff Greens, the guys who aren't there anymore, they're going to miss those guys. They're like vets who know how to play. Now, not like a young guy who's learning or talented. Not like Christian um, uh, Brown, um, but like he doesn't put the ball in the basket. He's more of a, a slasher, run around, you know, play hard, rebound, yeah. cut. That's his game. He's not a guy you throw to and he's jabbing, hitting a three, coming off a pin down three, you know, can go get a bucket late in the clock. They only have one guy that can do that in the entire second unit, and that's Reggie Jackson, man. That Reggie Jackson's their best bench player. Right, and I like Reggie. Reggie got game, and he played well the other night. He had eight points, solid. Was you know was efficient, but like 
they don't have like the the Bruce's and Jeff Green. Well, it's a little bit like the Warriors last year when they won the title, and after the next year, they were relying on a lot of the young guys That's like Kaminga, great example, Kaminga and Moody, and they didn't necessarily step up last year the way they wanted them to. And I feel like they're expecting Christian Brown, uh, Julian Strother is going to end up playing. I'm sure he's a really good rookie. And they want the you know Zeke Naji. They want these young guys to step up. And that's a championship team relying on young guys. Yeah, it's just not. It just like on the road. That's tough. And it's one game, so I don't want to overreact. No, that's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> I know, I know. But like these guys have 81 more games to figure shit out. I'm sure they will. Um, I just don't. I know just from a, the eye test of looking at their bench, it's not the same as last year, and it's very similar to what the Warriors did a couple years ago. Correct when they had that team, they let the Otto Porters go, they let this guy go. Gary Payton ended up trading. They ended up getting him back, but he he was gone. These all these guys were gone. They're relying on all these young guys, and it's just like, bro, if you're trying to win a championship, I don't know how much that 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 gets done right. with that. So they have to really hope that this starting lineup for Denver stays healthy for them to repeat. For, if Denver wants to repeat, their their starting lineup has to be 100 percent healthy. Well, Otherwise, they don't win. Historically, that have had good regular season uh, success are deeper teams that that hit you in waves, right? That, yeah, because people get injured, people miss games. It just is what it is. So those are the teams that have a better record. So. Hopefully, you know, the Denver starting lineup stays healthy. Yep. But if they don't, yeah, it's going to be, we have to plug some of these guys in and play big minutes. It's going to be tough. Phoenix looked really good. Yeah. Um, Golden State is the same issues. Well, they have the same issues they did last year. They have a good starting lineup that we don't know how much it works with Chris or what it doesn't work, but it looks solid. Their bench is, it's just not even existent. I mean, they have Jonathan Kaminga. Yeah. Uh, and Moody's like a good role player, solid, but like Kaminga has to really turn into like a, I'm not even kidding. He, Kaminga might be a, a, we talked about most improved award. That's a guy who needs an average like 15, 16 off the bench. They need that. Right. Like Steph's not 30 years old. He's not 27 years old no more, man. Like he's not just running around freely. Yeah, Clay's he, not running around freely. We're Clay has a contract situation going on. Contract, he multiple was surgeries. The first half, yeah. But, you know, multiple years. These guys have played late in the postseason for how many years straight? Like, you know, they need some of this youth to really step up. It could really help them uh, just for the longevity parts of the season in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens with them. Phoenix looks good, but they're very top heavy. Um, so that's what we're kind of getting at with some of these top teams. They are good, but we don't, the only team that I don't really have a team that's like full from start to bottom, like I'm mean, at top to bottom, like really consistently a full, good balanced team. It's very top heavy. Denver is extremely top heavy. Right. Um, Golden State is extremely top heavy, and well, Phoenix about, is very top. How do you feel heavy. about Phoenix? I texted you during like the game. Gordon it was weird seeing a team. They just they don't have a point guard on the roster. Who Phoenix? No, they don't. And it was really bizarre. They had seven uh, first quarter turnovers. I don't like that decision, by the way. Yeah. I, I think they do need a guard, just yeah. because you know if you're asking Devin to do that as well as score, yeah. it's just a lot to ask of him. Right. Like, bro, hey, we need you to go average 30. Oh, yeah, we also need you to set up everybody. <laughs> it's like, bro, like, goodness gracious, man. You're putting a lot on him, but he played well the other night. He was dominant. He dominated right. the game from start to finish. And he, it just came out that he's missing. Him and Beal are missing tonight's game against the Lakers. Yeah, it's just, I guess if you don't have them all, why show them your cards? I, I don't know that logic. Maybe he is hurt for real. I don't I don't really know. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're looking at a case right now where the best teams in the West, although very, very good, they are top-heavy. Um so we'll see. You know, we'll see how this ends and who about, steps up. How about Nurkic and Okogie? I thought they stepped up. They played really Okogie well. Okogie played great. Yeah. 18 points. It was very was, reminiscent of like a Bruce Brown last yeah, year. The Nuggets. All yeah. over the place, rebounding. He he's a great defender. Um big thing for him is he if he can just hit the open three at like even a mid thirties to a high thirties, you you're good with him. Because yeah. he's gonna defend and he's gonna rebound. 
and he's athletic, so he's going to run the floor, cut and slash. That's all given with him. If he's putting the icing on the cake, hitting open threes, Okogi's a great pickup for them and resign. And uh, Eric Gordon will be great for them too down the down the stretch. That's Grayson Allen had a rough night, but he'll hold eventually. Yeah, Grayson Allen will help them too. Yeah. So I guess now that we talk about it, they they are a little bit deeper than the other teams. If I'm he, worried about the point guard situation, but hey, listen, if Book has it in him to you know run point, Okogi's a, Okogi a career 29 percent three point shooter. All right, so he's not uh, statistically he's a guy that when you has the ball in his hands. You 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 you're not going to close out. You close out short, and you you live with the results. But he was just outworking everyone in the Warriors, yeah. is what I saw. But it's just interesting. But if he's hitting shots like he did, he hit, he made shots. You know, you got to give him credit. He, he could have been in the lab all summer working on that three, uh, improved shooting from him, and a big game from him for uh, first game. All right, one more question about the Lakers, and we'll move on. LeBron subbed out of the game. Eight minutes to go, they were down four. When he subbed back in, the game was a little more out of reach. You think in year twenty one, he was plus seven, played thirty minutes. Obviously, the team in the 18 minutes he didn't play was outscored by double digits. Do you think that's just even fair for him? How are we in year 21? We're still relying on him like the way we are. That's crazy. He's a product of his own greatness. He's played so well at a late stage of his career that it's like almost expected now. He played well last year. He played well the year before. He's had very, he hasn't had any drop offs. It's just been gradual decline, but it's at such a low. Like when I say decline, man, I'm talking like baby steps, baby, <laughs> baby steps of him yeah. kind of went, you know, wiring down here, but he's still such an elite player and one of the top players in the league. You know, sometimes he's had his own fault of his own greatness, you know, so I, that's all that is. All right, let's move on. Celtics beat the Knicks in New York, 108, 104. Perzingis and Tatum come by for 64 well, points. Perzingis looks like a natural fit yeah. and it looks like just a home for him. He's in a win now situation. He's never been in that. He's been on good teams. You know, New York was good. DC stinked. Um, and, you know, Dallas was a weird fit, although I thought it would work with him and Luca. Yeah. Kind of got that little Steve Nash, Dirk Nowinski vibe going with those two there, but that didn't really work out. Uh, it looks natural there. He doesn't have to worry about being the best player or the second best player. That responsibility is not on him. He gets to go somewhere and just be free and have an impact. And I think that like loosens him up and like helps him. It just looked like he was so comfortable last night. He was confident. He was laughing. I don't know if you really watched If people didn't watch the game, if you go look at the Porzingis' highlights, there are so many, there are multiple clips of this guy smiling and joking yeah. and laughing with people. But I haven't seen that side of him in so long. And I think a lot of that is just due to pressure and negativity off his shoulders. Like, yo, come here. We just want you to be healthy. We know you can have an impact. You don't have to close the game. We got a closer. And oh, by the way, we got a second closer too. And we got really good role players. Derek White's this guy, this guy, this guy. We have all these guys around them. We're good. We just need you to be solid. And because he plays so free, he ended up being one of the best players last game. He had 30. You know what I mean? It was huge. Hitting big threes. If Pazini plays like that, Boston's a problem. Also, I think a little bit has to do with maybe maturity. You know, you, when you're younger, you want to get yours. And, you know, him and Luca didn't really mesh well together. And I feel like now it's about maybe he is more just happy to be in a situation yeah. where he can win a title. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that? I, my, I was really worried about... We all talked about the Celtics being the favorites to win the title. Their bench... It was you know, Horford, so that's Pritchard, been, and Hauser. I thought they were deeper than that. It, it didn't look like a great bench. The consistent theme of what we got going on today's pod is that the really good teams are very good up top. And that's due to what we talked about earlier this summer with the contract situations. You got 200 mil, 200 mil, 160 mil, 150. You don't got much room left. Yeah. So after that, it gets, it gets a little steep. You know what I mean? You got... It's like... Six max players are guys making over a hundred something million, and then you got like eight bet minimums, bro. You know, I mean, you got they paid 
Peyton Pritchard, but like, bro, this is his first year of him actually even playing. You know what I mean? So it's just like, you know, I still think Boston has enough just between Brown and Tatum alone with a Porzingis healthy. And then you added guys like Derek White and Drew Holiday. They got enough pieces to be really good. But like you said, after that, their best bench players is... Last night it was Al Horford. His yeah, it's like, you know what I mean? 38, it's, it's, 37, 38 Yeah, 38. Yeah, it's not... They don't have the strongest um, bench, but they're still my favorite to win. Um, so that's kind of been a constant theme. They're really, really good teams right now. They're very top-heavy just due to the contract situations with these teams and what guys are making and kind of little room for mid-level and really good role players. They don't really have that. So, um, you know, Boston is top-heavy, but they're good, man. They looked good the other night. New York played them really well. New York's in New York. They're going to play everybody hard. Thibodeau's over there yelling and Brunson, screaming. Brunson and Randall had off nights. They had weird nights, but then trade off with other guys who played well, Barrett and other guys, so... I still think the Knicks will be exactly where they were last year, or the year before. They'll be a team that makes the playoffs. They're not going anywhere, but they'll go. They'll go first round, maybe even second round, to beat somebody because they, they're talented. They got some good, hard-working players, uh, but they didn't get anything this summer. Or did it? Or they didn't do anything that makes me be like, "Oh, you know, this team's headed in a different direction, like another step above." I just don't see that. Yeah, you're just kind of hoping on Brunson another year in New York. Yeah, kind Brunson's got to be incredible, Randall, and Randall's yeah. got to be incredible, and that was just for them to make the playoffs, man. Like, and then they make the playoffs, and it's like you want to talk about bench, you know? what I mean, like they had like some strand. I mean, there was some quickly's. Quickly's guy. really good. Yeah, he quickly, quick, no, night. quickly can hoop, but outside of quickly, man, I I don't even know half those. I don't even know some of the names on that team. And on the bench they have Quentin Grimes, Josh Hart. I like those guys. Quentin, you know, Grimes can shoot. Josh is like a play hard guy. I can't believe he was on that. The USA team's insane. I'm just saying, like, he's coming off the bench for think about this. I want, oh, don't, before I sound like I'm talking crazy, he comes off the bench for the New York Knicks and played on our team USA team, bro. Yeah. That does not happen. You're basically saying he's not gonna get the call up in Paris. He shouldn't. That has nothing to do with Josh. You don't want him anywhere near Paris. I don't want any of those guys near Paris. <laughs> I don't want that either. Nobody in that roster should go to Paris other than than fucking uh, maybe Ant. Maybe Ant. Come on, you're you're a number one fan. If Tatum and Booker go, are you still bringing Ant? Yeah, six men. All right, man. So we got that. This is what I'm saying. Like, and I love Ant, but like, bro, come on now. Like, we'll see what the, kind of year no, he has. Nobody in that team should be going to Paris. We'll see what kind of year he has. Who? Ant. You know, I'm I'm the guy who just said he's going to be... I'm, I'm over here talking about he's the next one and he's the MVP. All right, let's the- get to the Timberwolves. They lost uh, 97-94 to the Raptors. I think the, the the story of the game is the Raptors' defense. And yeah, the Raptors played great. Yeah, Townsend Edwards went 8 for 25 and 8 for 27. I, I mean, listen, I don't think that's cause for concern game one. The Raptors' defense is just the real deal. It's not a cause for concern because they barely lost and their two best players and shot, shot horrendously. And then Jaden McDaniels was missing. Yeah. Um... So if they have a full team with Jaden, they probably win that game. Uh, Minnesota will be fine. They'll be good. They'll be a playoff team. I, I think that they have a chance to be like a fifth, sixth seed. Uh, I don't. I think they, well, the West. I think the West is crazy. I think between all the seeds, going to be a game between. Yeah, it's going to be close. Be a game between three. I think and this nine, year no they get knows. over the hump and they're not in the play-in. They've been in the play-in the past two years. I think this year they avoid the play-in and they get in off off record alone. Um, so. Yeah, I, 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 there's not really too much to say about them just because it was a weird night. I would love to see them play tomorrow. When they play tomorrow or the next day, you know, you can kind of get to look at their team a little bit, their home opener, what they got going, guys bounce back after weird games. They're 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 really talented, you know. 
I still have Minnesota making the playoffs and I have them beating in um, that play-in spot. I don't think they, I think they get the fifth, sixth spot. The Heat beat the Pistons 103-102. Cade Cunningham at 30-9. and nine. Um, I don't think, there's not a comeback player of the year award, but obviously he's probably the favorite for it. People really... Well, the, the problem with the comeback player of the year was that it, he was the number one pick and then he was injured. So it's, yeah, it, it's, it just it, it insinuates that like you had a bad year yeah. when like Cade didn't have a bad year last year. He was just hurt. Right. So like, but I guess, yeah, sure. Comeback year. I mean, he did come back from an injury. He could fucking hoop. I mean, there's no doubt about it. People were talking about him all summer. They're saying he was one of the best at the USA camp. Like when they were all playing, they said right. Cade was wearing everybody out. Um, you kind of saw it last night. He had 30 versus a really defensive-minded heat. You had Jimmy Butler and Bama, you know, Bama out of Bayou guarding him. He's still putting up 30. No free throws. All buckets. 30 points and not one free throw? My man was handing out pieces. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they should have won that game. They barely, they, they lost by like one or two. Right. I, even though the Heat won and they grinded it out like in Heat fashion, they won by one point. Caleb Martin, one for seven, two points. Kyle Lowry, 32 minutes, zero points, two rebounds, two assists. What absolutely, I mean, they, they absolutely fucking nuts. And I love Kyle. That's my guy. That stat line is in but here's a reason it doesn't work because you don't have Struess or Gabe Benson or all these other guys that they had to kind of chip in an extra eight or ten points. You know, people that's why people always crack me up and they're like, oh, you only average eight. Bro, that's by design. I have eight. This guy has eight. Now we average 16. That guy has eight. Now it's, you know, now we got 24 points. We you can only have a couple guys average 20, and then everyone else has to chip away. But those chips, they help. Those eight points from per game from a player are the difference between a team winning or losing a game. Right now, I see Jimmy, Bam, Tyler. Then you got Caleb Martin, Kyle Lowry. I don't know what else is besides that. Duncan Robinson, who Duncan played well. Played, he, he played, played well, well, actually. He played well last game. He had like yeah. 15 or 16, but you know they've been inconsistent with him in his minutes. We'll see what happens this year. You, Obviously, we're not going to count the heat out. We've they've earned that no, respect. You can't count them out. Yeah. You can't count them out. You can't. I mean, at the end of the day, they're one to zero. So you know, <laughs> they're on top of the world right now. They just want to get into that play-in, and they think they're going to the finals. But so. uh, after one game, Max Struess is one of the leading scorers in the NBA. All right, we'll get to that. <laughs> you remember that? Like guys will score like thirty-one game the first game of the season. Like at this moment, right now, he is leading the NBA in scoring. Yeah, he had a good game. Cleveland. All right, let's get to the Cavs and Nets then. Cam Thomas thirty-six, Max Struess twenty-seven and twelve. Is that the matchup you thought tuning into that, that game? That was that you the most see? insane thing I was, I've ever seen. But let me say this: I would like to see more Cam Thomas. I want to see his his points translate to just like winning basketball. You know what I mean? Like I know he can score, but how efficient can you be? How much do your teammates like playing with you? What shots are you taking? Are you getting anybody open? Are you driving sometimes? To are you driving every time to score? Are you driving just to make the play for the team? And if it's scoring, it's scoring. But if someone, but there's clearly something special that he possesses that it's not normal. The way this guy scores when he's hot, it's not. No, no, no like he, he's, he's a heat check though. Like yeah. when he's hot, he's throwing it up there. And it, he's one of those guys that a couple go in the basket, kind of like really it grows for him. Um, I want to see him take that next step in his career where I don't want to see him have, like it's kind of what we talked about Jordan Poole. I don't want you to have 40 and then the next day go two for 18. And like, because if you're not scoring, you don't have any impact on the team. I want you to be so valuable to where. You know, say you don't score. For instance, man, like we, we just talked about it. Like guys like, you know, we're talking about Devin. What, what, what has Devin done? He, he's now not just a scorer. Devin Booker didn't just score. He rebounds. He defends better. He Now he's playing point guard. He's playmaking for everybody. Like, bro, he's taking steps to his game. I, and I, I don't mean to compare Cam Thomas to Devin. I'm just saying from a young player, we know you can score. We've seen it. I want to see how efficiently you can do it this year. 
And I want to see if you can make your team better. I don't expect the Nets to be a playoff contender and them go to the deep in the playoffs. So I'm not judging him off that. Just judging him off his numbers and how he helps his team even have a chance each night. I would like to see Cam, you know, be efficient this year. He's off to a good start. He had 30 in game one. I don't expect 30 every game, but I need you to be around 18 to 20 a night. And I would like you to have four or five assists, man. You have the ball in your hands enough. You can go get four or five assists. I'll tell you one thing. I loved how Ben Simmons played. I do wish he could be more aggressive in the basket. He only had four fucking points. 6'10", and who could jump. I need more than that. But this guy played 22 minutes and had a double-double. Yeah, That's not easy to do. You don't just play 22 minutes and grab 10-11 rebounds, 10-11 assists. That ain't no like... People just overlooking that shit like some chump can do that. Ain't no chump just going out there grabbing a double-double in 20 minutes of, of action, bro. He's a big-time player. Well, first and foremost, I'm happy he's playing basketball. No, he is. He looked, And he looked good last night. I mean, listen, he, again, he's not a scorer, so anybody expecting him... We've just seen him average 18 again. Maybe those days are done. But if he's out there running and gunning, defending, making passes, diamond people up, like getting, you know, Mikel and Cam easy looks, all these scores he has around him, Dinwiddie... Like I, I like that for Ben. He looked good last night. I like I like that game from him. The Pacers beat the Wizards 143-120. Right now, the Pacers have the number one offense in NBA history. 140 <laughs> is fucking insane. Well, that just we already knew this about what we're no, gonna no, see. No, no, DC that. has they don't have a defensive backbone. That that is nuts. But one thing we talked about before, Halliburton and Nemhard both had double digit assists. That's pretty rare to see. A team yeah, to have see, two guys to see, get double to see digit a point assist. guard have an assist and then the backup point guard have they're, ten they're playing some some nice basketball and a good brand of basketball. Well, they're moving that ball. They're, like that. they're they're playing at a high pace. Halliburton plays at he reminds me of I've told you this before, he reminds me of Lonzo Ball when he was healthy. When that ball came off the rim and Lonzo got it, it was, if you weren't already back, you were in trouble. He is, because he doesn't need to dribble. He will throw the ball ahead. He doesn't, he wants to get the offense like this. He knows he'll get his assist through the game. He's like Jason Kidd type shit, man. He's not, he's not looking to get the, the assist. He'll get the hockey assist. If someone's ahead of him, Halliburton is throwing it. Yeah. And that's when they're good. You and had, I like Nemhart. I saw him in summer league. He was the best player on the floor every time he played in summer league this yeah, year. He's talented. He's good. And they have athletic guys around them. The, the addition of Obi Toppin is very underrated. Yeah, and I don't think Bruce Brown's going to have six threes every night, but that's a hell of a debut. He looked, there were some good debuts last night. He, he was one of them. He looked great last night. Yeah, yeah, he did. Hey, wait, is, it, is it the championship DNA now? Is that what you get when you win a title? Is I mean, his confidence has to be at an all-time high. He just coming I mean, off he the championship the, of the game. It was nuts. Yeah, he's fucking... I, his, his style just blows my mind. <laughs> but whatever, man. That's his thing. He's kind of like that. He's kind of like one of those weird, you know, awkward dudes. I, I don't know him, but he's just kind of like... From what I've heard, he's just kind of a strange cat, man. His outfits are just absolutely just bonkers, man. He dressed like Woody. I, I don't know what he had. <laughs> he had a Toy Story 5 casting last night. It's fine, though. He, 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 he hoops, man. He's coming off of a championship. This guy's making $20 million this year to play basketball. He's got to go live in Indianapolis. You know he's saving every dollar. He's coming into those games ready to go hoop, man. Uh, yeah, and the Wizards' defense obviously needs... Free Ole. <laughs> Free Ole, bro. You want to score? Go, go ahead. Yeah, for those of you it's that crazy, can't see Austin, bro. he's doing a Matador situation. Yeah, no, <laughs> they can't see me right now, but I have the, the, the Matador cape that I'm just like... Let, they, their job, the Wizards will only win games when they outscore people. And until they fix that, and I don't expect them to be a... Uh, a great defensive team or even a good one if they could just be average or solid with the firepower they have between Jordan and Kuz and some of these other guys they'll put the ball in the basket how many points they score 120 so they're putting 120 points on the board the, the, them boys can score yeah they just gotta stop the ball the, 140 is, is embarrassing they go to overtime no no it's embarrassing bro that's fucking insane they're on pace for 200 a couple overtimes and God knows what that score would have been 
Yeah, that's scary, bro. They got to play. That's that's just like, I'll blame that on the first night, opening night. But you would think on opening night is the night you're playing hard as hell. Even if you're not hitting shots, at least you're playing hard. Well, so you have Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole, and Kuzma. They're, uh, they're strong students aren't defending. Yeah, okay. So they're going to have to figure that out. All right, let's take a break. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. All right, the Pelicans beat the Grizzlies 111-104. Did you see Zion's dunks? A little back-to-back? Unbelievable. Crazy. I had the nerve Big to boy talk trash about him last week. <laughs> yeah, no, he still has. I, even though yeah. Jaron did catch him a couple times, um, Zion had 23-7. and seven. Pelicans look good. That's never been an issue. When they're healthy, when what he's healthy, they're good. Did you good. hear did you, did Stephen A's comment about if Zion's healthy, they're finals contenders? Are you out of your... Are you well, I think he said that because they were the one seed, I think, last year before Zion got hurt. Brother, they're not going to the finals. That's not happening. I think they're a really good team. Going yeah. to the final, they'd have to beat Denver or Phoenix. Like they'd have to run through multiple of those guys. I don't see that happening. Um, and the Grizzlies, Jaron Jackson was two from nine from the field, eight points, five rebounds. He had five blocks, but it's I just you expect more. I mean, the guy, he's definitely more capable on offense. Well, he's coming off a weird USA USA basketball. He was really underwhelming. Sounds like the theme is USA basketball was a weird experience for yeah, a lot of yeah, people. He didn't play well at USA at all, in my opinion, yeah. uh, especially off his rebounding numbers. And then he kind of comes in the first game and struggles. But he's he's been historically like a really talented player. It's one game. I, I expect Jaron to have a really big year. He was, what, his defensive player of the year last year? So he's coming off a big year. I expect him to tap back into that. It's, it's, it's tough, man. Those first games, bro, everyone goes in there wanting to have 
such a big game their first game like that that those lights turn on it's the first time you've played in four or five months and you're like man you have this envision going into this game that like after the game like man i started out the season 30 20 you know 15 you know this this and this and this and then it doesn't go that way and it can like it's hard first games are weird it's like christmas day games you're either playing really well or you're playing really bad the part I've been waiting for, the Magic beat the Rockets 116-86. Let's bro. go. Does that win say more about the Rockets or more about the Magic? Um, Both. I, I like the Ma- Magic's youth. They got talented young players. We're talking about teams that don't have benches. Jonathan Isaac and Cole Anthony came off the bench. They look great. Yeah. It's good, good to see Jonathan Isaac out there healthy, man. I'm happy for him. He's had a really rough grow his, his, uh, his first couple rounds in, in the NBA, man. He just hasn't been able to sustain health yeah, man, that shot there. blocking ability his, yeah but his, his, his length and shot blocking ability and he has even some offense man that guy's out there scoring doing it on both ends cole anthony was fantastic for yeah. them i think that's a perfect role for cole anthony come off the bench to your unit go score go be aggressive go do those things the magic's weak spot is their starting guard spot i like fultz I just think they with you know with wagner and and wendell and france they have such a really good right front court I would like their backcourt, especially the shooting guard position. They they just need they need some scoring and shooting. Well, the Magic have, it's been an issue for a while now where they just don't have a lot of shooting. Yeah, they just, don't have. Yeah, it's it's know, weird in the world where everyone's all teams are just yeah, worried about shooting. Yeah. For some reason, the Magic just haven't been able to get any. Yeah. Um. But they that was the largest win in franchise history yeah. for opening night. We'll go through the next few games pretty quick. OKC beat the Bulls. The Bulls had the I think it's the quickest players only meeting in NBA history. That that's I'm glad you brought that up. That's kind of I get it though. I think we talked about this earlier today. They they're coming off a weird year last year. They didn't make the they didn't make the playoffs, but they didn't oh, they didn't they made the plan. Yeah, they made the plan. Um and, you know, they're at home getting blown out by the Thunder, which by the way, well Thunder beat them twice last year too, and it's Billy Donovan's old assistant from UF yeah. and he brought him there so, uh, Dagonal, so I don't like that guy. Um, <laughs> I know uh, you don't. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it was crazy. Uh, I know a lot of people who, I, and I don't know him personally. Yeah, I just when I say, when you say you don't like someone, I just had a, a we played bas- pickup basketball one time, and he was, I know, I thought he was kind I, of a I dirty know, player. I know, I know a couple guys who feel the same way about him. Though there's like a, there's, I, I, I've never met him. I, I've only heard. I mean, I've 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 had good interactions with him. Well, I've never I, had some, you and me have some mutual friends that were at that pickup game, and I could we, they'll vouch for me. <laughs> Who's playing dirty, man? With the Thunder, I think people have this feeling now, just because the Thunder have been so bad for the past however many years that like it's like when you lose the Thunder, you're like, we just lost it. The Thunder are actually really good. Now. Shea played on. Did you see the highlights? They have a top five, top ten player in the league. Uh, you got extreme talented, young, hungry assets around him. Like they're they're we we're talking about them being a, a playoff team this year. They're gonna push yeah. for it. So like them beating the Bulls yesterday, they should have. They're a better team than Chicago. I think to Chicago's point is they have bets in there and losing by twenty on you know opening night. I think they had a little players only meeting. <laughs> like Billy, Billy, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, we're not doing this shit again, guys. Right. Otherwise, I, I'm sure somebody was in there like I'm getting the fuck out of here. Well, we're going to go through this year where it's like weird basketball and we're all just putting up numbers and like not doing anything. You know, I talked about Cam Thomas playing winning basketball and, and, and having an effect on winning. I would like Zach to do the same. Zach is such a talented player. Um, he's, I've played games against him where he's taken over games. I've seen that ability in him, that killer instinct. I just want it on all the time. The three-point shooting percentage was... But Thunder shot 49 and the Bull shot 28. You're yeah. just not well, going to win a game when it happens again, like that. I don't even like to take stats from any of the first games because it's one game. So most people don't shoot well their first couple games. 
Um, but you know, it's interesting the player only meeting happening right after the first game that tells yep. you that you already had the consensus in the locker room. Yo, 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 we're not doing this again. So we'll see how they play. It'll be interesting to see the Bulls over the next 10 games. All right, let's get to the Wemby game. Uh, his debut, much anticipated. Really good. Yeah. 15 it, points. foul trouble is... Yeah, he got in foul trouble. Otherwise, he probably would have had 20. Probably would have yeah. had a double-double. I don't... My one, my, my one gripe, I would say, is most of his points were from the three-point line. I, I just... You're, you're, you know, you're seven... What are you? Seven, seven 11. Yeah. yeah I, I just see some buckets around the basket. He'll get down there, though. Yeah. You know, in the preseason, he was dominant in the paint. I would imagine the same thing will happen this season. But you know, Popovich and those guys are going to be watching hours and hours, hundreds I, of hours of film with him. I didn't you think know. the Spurs were that good, man. They they had they some players really, there. They, I didn't know. Well, we should, should we talk about them? We talk about young cores. We talk yeah, about the Magic all the time and the Rockets yeah, and the yeah, OKC. The, the, I think what they did last night was really show people like we're not some team that you can just walk over. No, nah. like because they were pushing the pace. When you talk about the Spurs, even us, when we've talked about Spurs in previous times, all, you know, this whole past summer, rebuild, rebuild. That's the constant word we hear with the Spurs. And last night they're out there fucking. It was a, it was a mix of two things. They came out there to play. Those young guys were juiced up. And Dallas came out a little bit on some cool shit. Yeah. They had some cool energy. Kyrie played a little too cool to me. Like came out like trying to do it like brother, you know what I mean? Like that these motherfuckers trying to hoop. Right. I like when guys go hoop and then it, it naturally happens. I don't like cool shit. It felt like Dallas was on some cool type shit. And then they also realized Derek Lively is the center for the next 15 years. Well, and they, they figured that, that out halfway through the game and that, that changed that was the decided game. decided mid mid game yeah. that, that he's and he was in that preseason. He played great preseason, yeah. but uh, he's a great lob threat. That's what they needed. You talked about Tyson Chandler with Chris Paul and uh, uh, this guy Jordan got drafted into a situation that it's DeAndre Aiden with Chris yeah. Paul. Like you talk about centers looking good with guards. Nobody had Lively on there. And then now he's paired up with fucking Luke and Kyrie. Every time those guys go to the basket, that big is coming over to help. That lob is there, and he can jump. And he, I mean, sorry, Maxi Kleber, like you're, you're coming. Off, I think you just have to come no, off no, the bench. I, I like Maxi Kleber. No, for sure. But, but he's good for the bench. He's yeah, good but for the bench. Lively is, lively is, is definitely the answer. It's not even. A, it's not even a question. It's not even a question. Just for the aspect of being able to for the lob threat and what that does for their team. Um, but yeah, you know the Spurs have some young talent, man. Devin Vassell. Everybody wondered when this guy got that 146, I think it was something like that. It was like yeah. 140 something. He got 140 plus million dollars this summer. Everybody's like, who the fuck is that? For people who aren't familiar with basketball, obviously me and you know him because we watch. Yeah. But like a lot of guys were like, who is that? Oh, they had to pay somebody, so they paid him. No, no, no. Buddy's got game. He looked good. Athletic, running the break, punching it, mid-range is deadly, got the tray. And then you got Kelvin, you know, doing his thing and he has a good corner three. And then he's really at his best just attacking the basket. And, and then they got Sohan running the point, which Sohan, is just nuts. Sohan is just, you know who he is, man? He is organized chaos out there. That guy <laughs> you throw out there, you don't know what the first off. He's walking around in ankle socks and bl blonde hair. I, the, he, this guy looks like an LA fitness legend <laughs> out there hitting corner trays, rebounding, dunking. You know, he is the, <laughs> he's really like a little Rodman out there with a, with a little <laughs> running point. Yeah, yeah, running a little extended train, some skill. Yeah, don't be wrong. Trey Jones obviously subbed in or ran point a lot, but yeah, Trey, so Trey actually played well. Yeah, Trey actually played pretty damn well uh, last night. They they have good young talent. Yeah. Are they going to make the playoffs? No, but are they are they a team that's going to be bad for long? Absolutely not. Yeah, and at home it's not going to be an easy win as Dallas found out. No, no, it's not. And uh, Wemby's only going to get better. You know, I like Zach Collins. They they have like young talented players there. They really do. Um, you know, I, I I see the Spurs' future, obviously, with Victor there and the guys they have around him. It's very bright. Yeah, did you see Russell Westbrook last night? 
just guy was just hanging all over the rim like, like a madman. I don't even <laughs> that know. That is crazy. He was angry. flying around. Has he, had, is he possibly got more athletic? That was no, no, no. His dunks were mad mid. It was they, they're more, all they're all more aggressive. They were aggressive, but the dunks themselves weren't that. That's why he was he was overly aggressive because the dunks were just weren't the was same. It, once he flushed it, it was a little more action on yeah, the Yeah, now you gotta put a little more juice on it because it wasn't that sure. like he's doing like a plain two-hand dunk and he's like, ah. Yeah. You're like, everybody's like, what just happened? I don't remember the dunk. I remember the chaos after. Right. <laughs> the, the old the old Russell's his his head. <laughs> It's like it's like an eighties dunk contest when they dunked it, they just hang on the rim like they're getting electrocuted by it. It was just like, I mean, like they like, do they bust out a dance move after the dunk. <laughs> <laughs> you remember they do a dunk and a guy start like boogieing down. I was like, hey, that was, that was a good dunk. It's like a normal dunk. I got to add a little. I got to put a little hot sauce on those wings for uh, sure. Was, you know what? It's good to see him play happy. It's good to see him yeah. play with energy. It's good to see him in a situation where he's not just being ridiculed for everything that he isn't, instead of being like applauded for everything that he is. Right. He looked good last night. The Clippers look solid. They're healthy. I love how they said they're kind of holding off to the James thing. Like, yo, this is the first time our two superstars are healthy. Yeah. Let's, we're just going to run the table right now and see how this works. We have no need. That James thing isn't going anywhere. That's no, going to be an that, issue for a while. We're the only team for him. Yeah. We talked about this. Nobody yeah. else really wants him. The Clippers are the only team that even makes sense for him. Yeah. They already said publicly, we offered you what we offered you. You didn't want it. We're not going back to the drawing board. And by the way, our offer is going to get a little bit less as the season goes on because we're not going to trade you so much for so little games with James. It'd be one thing if we're getting 82 with James. Yeah. 30 games into the season, we're only getting 40, 50 games with James. The same offer ain't on the table. It's now on the pressures on Philly to make this deal. It's either you get rid of James or you continue to have this circus around your team. At some point, Joel Embiid's going to come home, especially after a couple of loses, a little lose streak here and there, and then and this thing happens. He's going to be like, yo, Get in the fuck. Get me some play. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That line has already been crossed. At some point, that that situation. And that's why everyone's hesitant to put the Sixers as the as the third seed this year in the East. We don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who the third seed in the East is this year. Probably is. I mean, New York has a chance. Honestly, you know, it's not going to be Atlanta. They they lost last night to Charlotte. I, I, that's the team I'm almost more the most disappointed by. I really thought, it's, but it's consistent every it's year. Like, man. This is the same group they're throwing out there. I, you would think just continuity, like continue, uh, continuity. Geez, um, you would just yeah. think that the chemistry would build. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that is, man. What is that? Like, I, why didn't they like Atlanta has good players? Like Dejounte. I'll be honest. I like Dejounte Murray. I don't like him next to Trey. I just well, their backcourt was seven out of thirty-three from the field. Yeah, I don't. He Dejounte shoots, t- bro. I, I would. I want shooting, shooting, and more shooting next to Trey. I don't want anybody who wants to pat the ball. Trey does it enough. Yeah. I don't need another guy ball handling, bro. This nigga already over dribbles. Yeah. And Trey's really, really good, so we'll let him give a pass. That's the whole argument with the Luka Kyrie aspect. It's like, yo, we already got two motherfuckers already dribbling so much that everyone else has to be a Tim Hardaway Jr., a Finney Smith. I know Finney Smith's not there anymore, but you know what I'm saying. Is he there? Where's Finney? Finney Smith's in uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. So all, all these guys, like those are the type of guys, uh, Josh Green. You need a catch and shoot, or straight line drive. I do not need another guy calling a pick and roll up. We already got this guy calling 40 pick and rolls. Center is exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> think, think about Lively, man. This guy's coming down with pick for Luca. All right, Luca didn't have the ball. Kyrie's like, this guy's like, holy shit. Well, Lively's different because he's getting teed up. But still, it's like, it's got to be exhausting right. to play alongside that, man. Like, so. Uh, they do, I, I did like Jalen Johnson on the Hawks. I think he's going to be really good this year. Uh, I don't yeah. know if I can call him a dookie. He was there for a, like a month and then quit on the team. But he looked really good. But How yeah. about Charlotte? Yeah. PJ Washington. Washington. Take that, Austin. <laughs> Charlotte's like, fuck that. Fuck that dude, man. What the fuck are you talking about? We want to know over here, nigga. I was about to wear a Charlotte jersey on this pod. Just, just get you back. 
I like the who played well for Charlotte. PJ uh, Washington, Rozier had a game. Mark Williams, the center from Duke, good for be him. their center. Good for well, well, yeah, we know that now. Yeah, God knows where Kai's at. <laughs> <laughs> Kai's somewhere doing. God knows those guys. Kai's over there. Guy doing the splits on the top of Lamborghini. They got rid of the, He got you. You got served, uh, backup <laughs> dancer, and then they started winning. You know games. what, man? In all seriousness, bro, like I really do hope that kid can get like the help he needs so he can get back on a team, man. Because uh-huh. he's so talented, bro. I went to that game in the summer league when he punched on Wimby, bro. Yeah. Kai Jones is a freak athlete, bro. He doesn't, he plays, he actually, this is what's so strange about him. He's acting with, like with, I don't want to say within himself. He's acting outside himself, off the court. But then when he plays, he's 100% disciplined within himself for the most part. He rebounds, passes, Rolls and catches lobs. Yeah, he, he, sa- he saves the funny stuff for the dancing yeah, on, on it's TikTok. All, it's all off the court. He's like, does this stuff where he's like tweeting, like, I'm out, or I quit, or I retire from this team, or I'm not. All that nutty shit is like, it's just strange behavior. So it's just, anyways, and we don't need to go down that path, but I hope he gets the help he needs and he can get on the team somehow because he's talented. All right. Uh, De'Aaron Fox signed with Steph Curry's brand yeah. under Under Armour. Fucking ankle you, braces. What'd you think about that? Would you ever sign under while, a current player while you were playing against them? If it's the level of someone like Curry, or like yeah. a Braun, I don't think it's weird. Would I sign under like a Jason Tatum, a guy who's like really young? Well, still? don't forget, Fox, De'Aaron Fox lost to Steph Curry. Yeah, I know, but it's like we all have. Yeah. Everyone's lost to Steph. He joins a long list of everyone else in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> LeBron's lost to Steph. We've all lost to Steph. You want to look at someone who's lost to Steph? <laughs> Raise my hand over here, bro. I've made a career off of it. Yeah. We've all lost to that fucking guy. So I, I don't think it's weird when it's like the greats or the legends. It's like when you're wearing Mike's shoes or if you're wearing something like that, like you really think. That's a slight, like, bro. No, most of the Bulls in the 90s were wearing they, the Jordans. The teammates were wearing yeah. Jordans. Like, it's Jordan, bro. Like, it, it, yeah. Curry is one of the best players to ever play. He's probably going to go down. If you're talking about me, personally, he's like a top five player to ever play, top 10 player to ever play in the NBA. Right. That guy, a guy like that, a LeBron James, it's not weird to uh, to wear their sneakers. And that's, I think it's a compliment that Steph, his first athlete, signature athlete, he's choosing De'Aaron Fox. I, I, it's a compliment. It is a compliment. It's yeah. Both ways. Right. St- you know, for De'Aaron to put his ego aside and be like, you know, this is a guy I'm competing against, but I want to wear your sneaker. I want to be under your brand. It's really him saluting, like, uh, uh, Steph on being like, yo, you're, you're, you know, you're one of the greatest, man. I, I have that respect for you. And for, for Steph to be like, yo, I want you to be you know, my first guy, like that's telling him like, this guy's got game and I respect your game. And that obviously came from that playoff battle last year of them just going at it. I'm yeah. sure he was like, gosh, damn, this dude De'Aaron can fucking hoop. You know what I mean? So I think it was really dope with De'Aaron and Steph. Yeah, I think they trained this summer together too. Yeah, yeah. It's dope, man. I love it. What player would you sign under? It would have to be a LeBron or Steph. I don't want to wear Under Armour. I'm an Adidas guy, so I, I don't even want to say those two names. What is Anthony Edwards? He just dropped his own new shoe. I'm not signing like, under Anthony Edwards. He's younger than me, bro. That's fucking weird. I'm not doing that stuff. I'm but I like, like the shoe. I'm not even signing with a guy that's like five, six years in. You have to be like GOAT status, bro. Like, I'm not wearing... I'm not signing... So, did, so Dame, Adidas? No. Nope. James Harden? Came in the same year as him. Dude. Adidas currently doesn't have a guy of that. There's only two, by the way. There's only two. There's only two current players in the NBA that I would sign under a sneaker deal with. It's okay. Steph and LeBron, man. No, oh, okay. They're, and they are the two catalysts. They're two above everyone else. And if you want to throw... KD? If you, that's what I was about to say. If you want to throw a third in there, you throw Kevin Durant in there. If Kevin Durant was Adidas and had a sneaker line, it's like also... You would wear Kyrie's Antis? I'm just kidding. No, I'm not wearing Kyrie's Antis. But I, I would wear... Like if Kevin Durant was Adidas and was like, yo, I have this Adidas sneaker, I want you to be an athlete, I would absolutely do it. I, I have that much high regard and respect for a guy like... Kevin, who was doing it when I was in middle school, this guy was scoring 30 pieces in the NBA. That's different, man. 
I'm not signing under a 24 well, year old. Speaking of shoes, I don't like that Julius Randle. I mean, Julie, uh, Joel Embiid and Julius Randle did it too. But Joel Embiid signed with Skechers after having foot issues. Being a big man carrying a lot of weight at this point, like I'm sure he got a bag or whatever. That's fine. He's got a lot of money already. Um, to sign with Skechers, I don't know. I just would rather have. I'd just sign with maybe the more more notable. Well, at this point, with foot issues. You, you want him, You hope he signs with you know uh, Asics. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he had some orthopedic things on. The, you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Skechers is gonna it's come out with a crazy brand. Yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen with Skechers, but it just sounds crazy. What if this guy Joel B comes down, hits someone with a shimmy, like a little hezzy, and just wheelies his way all the way to the basket, puts the heels on, and those wheels start sliding? You ever seen the Skechers heelies? Of course. Do you remember when you were like in like? I remember when Usher and the and the you don't have to call video coming to the club, rolled into the club with the Heelys with four backup dancers. Did he really? Oh yeah. yeah. What about subs? Do you remember subs? Subs. They're like called subs or sobs. Subs. They had like the plate in the middle of your shoe, and they're for grinding. Like you would you would run on oh, a curve. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The arch and, was like metal, and they got banned because kids were obviously sliding and falling and cracking their head open. So they they, right. la- they were around for like a year, but they were huge. Yeah, I remember that. Everyone's like, "Yo, those subs." Jeez, I'm old though, man. I was doing like LA gear and BK Ratchtack and stuff like that. I just remember that. Yeah, we sound mad old right now. People are like subs. What the fuck, this guy talking about? No, it actually took me a little Pops. bit to get those. Yeah. No, do you? I mean, do you remember uh, LA gear? Yeah, of course. Yeah, those are. Come on, lighten <laughs> up. I mean, they should bring those back. It's kind of cool in those. I mean, look, I'm wearing a vintage tee right now. Those street sharks. For those who know, for those who know, street sharks, great cartoon series. I am a big, you know that. I, I love the the anime cartoon stuff. It's like yeah. my nerd side. I'm I'm into Harry Potter. I'm into, that's why you and Vooch on that episode really hit it off. Yeah, I'm, I'm into Street I'll Fighter. I started wheeling. The Street Fighters goaded. Dragon Ball Z's goaded. Like I, I was watching Street Fighter last night at 1 a.m. I'm a freak. I think for me it was Goldeneye on N64, and that was the last game I played. <laughs> we talk about goaded. That's like that's. I know, but it's like if you go play it now, like the cameraman is like, it's like you're like hopping around. <laughs> you guys aren't even running. It's insane. No, I think it's still it's still dope. I mean, I, I, at some point you got to just get off on the next exit. Stop what the kids are doing. I just not going to so play the new video. So let's try now. to let's try to condense this down. What are the major takeaways from all the? Let's talk about the first couple of nights. Let's just round it around. We we went through most of the games. We went through each team, things we kind of saw, exciting, this, this, and that. Major takeaways of what you see so far. What I see is load management still going to be a thing. <laughs> yep. We just found out Devin Booker and Bill aren't play, playing tonight. Um, I think the, the Nuggets, I think what happened was they won the title. And, I'm, and after they won the title, I was on this pod talking about, this could be the next dynasty. I don't see that anyone beating them for the next four years. And then something happened where this during the summer, you see videos of other players working out, trades happen, and you start forgetting about them. And I was like, nah, the Nuggets aren't going to win this year. They weren't my finals pick. You and me both picked you know, Celtics, Lakers, and all these other people. And then they just played that first game, and I was like, oh, that's what it looks like. Like Jamal Murray just hitting crazy shots, pick and roll with Jokic. You know, Aaron Gordon just being everywhere. I, was, I just was like, oh, man, I, I got to let, like, the, the offseason just tricks people. I, I would say, um, they still have the best starting lineup in the NBA. Uh, again, my only concern with Denver is their bench. That's the only concern I have with them. Um, their starting lineup is still just as elite as they were last year. It's the same team with anything. More confidence and continuity with each other. They just don't have the bench I feel like they did last year. I think they have taken a slight step back. I still think they have enough to win. Yeah, but, it is, but even if their bench takes a step back, Jamal Murray might take a step forward. True. You know what I mean? True. So, yeah. All-star year for him. Yeah. 
What big takeaway did you have? Um, besides that, uh, a lot of mine stuff is surrounded by the Lakers. It's just a weird team. They got a bunch of guards who are all like kind of kind of competing with each other to finish the game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They have like five, six guards who are all out there just like hoping to finish the game with these two. You got two guys who are guaranteed to finish the game. Everyone else is like up in the air. Uh, and I say that just because I don't believe like Reeves is above like D'Lo to the aspect where like he's automatically finishing the game and D'Lo can't like. You know, we didn't talk about it, but they were missing Jared Vanderbilt. Jared does a lot. He he's kind of like the glue guy. He hustles and and bustles and does all the hard work. Um, you know, he's not a scorer. He has trouble putting that ball in the circle. Um, but that's not what he's paid to do. Uh, although in the playoffs, that's kind of what you need. So we'll see how that works. I do like Jared though for their team. He does a lot of the dirty work. So he definitely would have helped him out last night for sure. Just with the size that Denver has, having Jared out there like guarding would have been huge for them. So again that's another spot taken you know what i mean like it's just a bunch of guys kind of they have to figure out their roles the lakers have to figure that out like i saw like there's like a there's a well, anthony davis just needs to not go scoreless in the second well, half and they might win that game, and, they the might glaring, win that game. and also in the playoffs lebron's not going to play 30 minutes no 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 exactly that's the smoking gun right is the the minutes and 80s inconsistency right yeah. is injuries what happens when adrian get when uh when uh anthony davis gets hurt He's still on a 30-minute restriction? Who the fuck? What's going to happen? <laughs> what do the Lakers do then? Christian Wood steps up on his 10th team in 10 years. Don't do that. I'm just, I mean, what do Jesus you Christ. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> My God, bro. Uh, <laughs> that was fucking insane. Um, <laughs> no, they, they, um, they did, they, they, they have a lot of talent. It's just, it's just, I don't know if it's placed correctly. And I don't know if each player knows where they're supposed to be at. I don't know if D'Lo knows his role. I don't know if Gabe Vincent knows his role. I don't know if Austin Reeves, uh, uh, um, Cam Reddish, Torian Prince, I don't know if they all exactly know their role. It's not their fault. I'm saying like, yo, this guy is starting. You're his backup. That's what we're doing. You know, but the problem is it's like, whoever plays better, we'll finish with. It's terrible. It's not a good thing to tell. Now each guy's going to the game like, all right, motherfucker, you're my biggest opponent. Biggest opponent. The biggest opponent is the guy starting ahead of me. It's my own teammate. I'm trying to finish the game. I'm trying to get paid. Isn't this a good problem to have, though? We're talking about other teams that it have really is. good that, starting lineups and not a good bench. This is what I told you when we were watching the game. I go, the crazy thing is Denver's starting lineup is so much better than the Lakers, but the Lakers are a deeper team. So I don't even know what that means. I even tweeted this. I was like, what that means? I don't know. I don't know yet because I haven't seen what this Lakers team is going to pan out to. If you're talking about depth, if you go look at their roster, Lakers has better players from top to bottom in terms of past the starting lineup. They have a better team, and you can't convince me otherwise. If you're talking about who has a better starting lineup, it's not even close. Fucking Denver is the most hand-picked, perfect... Bro, Aaron Gordon is the perfect power forward. There's not another power forward in the NBA I'd, I'd replace him with to play with Jokic and his skill set. Caldwell Pope and Michael Porter Jr. Michael, the possession ends here, Porter Jr. is perfect. All we need you to do, Michael, is shoot that motherfucker because you, you clear the space for Jamal... And uh, you can't help on a weak side. You're going to help off uh, Michael. He's 42, 43% from three. You know what I mean? Like, if they're just Caldwell Pope, 40 from three. They're the way they are constructed. You got AG playing the baseline, the dunker spot, and you got Yoke and Jamal who have a magic and chemistry with each other. Like, brother, they are the best constructed starting lineup in the NBA. Yeah. It's just, I haven't seen this as good of a you know, starting lineup, honestly, since uh, in terms of like fit. I'm not saying player, but in terms of fit. Since the Warriors won, that was dominant, you know, four or five years ago. So 
I still have them going to the finals, probably in the West. Um, they're going to have to beat a healthy Phoenix. And I know Phoenix, you could say they're top heavy or not, but my gosh, the, the, they are heavy. Where they're heavy, they're heavy at. Those dudes can ball. Um, we have Ben has some questions for Lost in the Sauce if you want to do let's, it. Let's throw that in there. All right, cool. So Lost in the Sauce, we'll get through this super quick. Uh, just remember, ground rules, um, no looking up answers, laptops or phones. Uh, you have to at least throw out a guess. And then um, no time limit, but be, be kind of reasonable with it. All right. Uh, first up, with this being the debut week, um, I'm going to start off with this. Can either of you name Austin's rookie debut stat line against the Spurs on October 31st, 2012? I mean, this has got to be... Did I have seven <laughs> points? Seven points, yeah. Any idea on assists and rebounds? Oh, who cares? Wait, kidding. he had no assist or rebounds? <laughs> no, I just said, could you guess the assist and uh, rebounds? Uh, he, probably he, had he like, put up some assist and rebounds. Probably had like two, three rebounds, two, three assists. Two assists, one rebound. Solid, solid debut. Five for I was six out here jacking. Really, really solid. No, I wasn't. I, I was, I, my first game was versus Spurs. I, was, I, was, I couldn't have been more nervous. I'm, I'm like out here, a year ago, I was eating a Lunchable. And now I'm guarding Ginobili off a of pick and roll. I don't know what's going on. Bro, the last time I saw someone, I ate a, a Lunchable, you, it was a turkey slice that was so thick. And you asked me, when do you think that turkey died? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you asked me. He said, when do you think that turkey well, died? I told, my, I told my girls the other day, my son's eating a Lunchable. And I'm like, do you understand the preserve? Like, how long is this thing supposed to? She's like, it doesn't expire until um, uh, January. I go, why? It's a piece of meat. Why is it lasting that long? <laughs> Next question, Ben. But I got that right. Really know. quick, those pizza, those cold pizza lunchables were the worst. Right. It's nasty if you ever ate those. Oh, I think they're pretty good. Uh, first date food, maybe. Um, all right. Who is the... Next question is, who is the lowest seeded team to ever win an NBA championship? I got it. Go ahead. You got it. Yeah. It was the six seed Houston Rockets in 1995 against my Magic. That's correct. 1-1. One, one. All right. Uh, they picked up Clyde Drexler at the, at the don't deadline. Throw your added, they don't picked throw up your Clyde Drexler stats. at the deadline. Look what he, does. he always adds his extra knowledge to it. Just a- ask the next question, Ben. It's one one. All right. <laughs> there we go. Um, the next one. Uh, LeBron James won MVP four out of five years from 2009 to 2013. The only Derek season Rose. during... during Derek, Derek, Derek Rose. Oh, cut me off. There it is. All right. Great. Really quick. Uh, oh, well, this is what we're not going to do. Hold on, we're not going to shout out the answer. This isn't goddamn... Well, here's uh, the thing. Here's the thing. I declare you get a war. question, right? It's like, what's Austin's favorite color? And I'm like... <laughs> no, what are we talking about? That? I could say any color to be my favorite. That exactly. was the actual yeah, yeah, yeah. stat. Like Those stats were there. Like right. You could see it. You're supposed to know. You what should definitely that? know that. What did Austin have you know about breakfast? Clyde Drexler joining the team, but you don't know about one of your best friends opening night game. That's more of a glaring issue, but we'll get into that later. Fuck Austin, you know? Jesus Christ. Yeah, compare like, yourself What's his opening stat line? You're like, yourself to Clyde Drexler. How am I supposed to know that? <laughs> That's fucking insane, bro. Whatever. All right. Here we go. All right. Victor Wembanyama is the heavy betting favorite to win Rookie of the Year this season. Who is the Rookie of the Year for the 2013-2014 season? Was it Michael Carter-Williams? Posh? Want to get... Uh, Garner, well, I guess. I'm wrong because he's giving you shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 2000, you said 2013-14. So it's the class of 2013. I thought Michael was good. And and by the way, I didn't, Austin, I didn't say you were wrong. I, I'm just trying to see I if think Pasha he is right. will agree with you or not. He is right. 
Michael Carter Williams. Look at me on my it? shit today. We brought him up earlier in the pod, by the way. Two two. Two two. That's right. Kane. Wait, 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 wait. So just right. you said it first, but I I guess you're right. I said it Derek Rose Kane first. Play today. Yeah, I would have said Derek Rose too if you didn't just shout it out. Everyone knew that answer. <laughs> Who's right. the one guy that won the MVP? Everybody knows D Rose. Please. You remember those series? Two two. All right. This will be the tiebreaker. By the way, Ben, really quick, for, no pressure. Uh, if, you, first if you throw season. a lob to Austin for him to get this right, and the rest of the week I have to hear Austin brag about this, I'm not going to see Austin for a Halloween. We're supposed to go to a Halloween party tomorrow. I'm not going. <laughs> I'm just letting you know right now. So go ahead. That's fair. I, I don't. I, I think this one's a curveball. Okay, today, October 26th, is this former player's birthday who won the 2006-2007 Most Improved Player Award. Name that player. 2006, 2007, most improved player? Yeah. Josh Howard. What? <laughs> I'm throwing out some nutty shit, man. I don't know. I'm trying to make something stick. I remember they won that year. I didn't know. No, if no, 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 no. They won 2005. No, 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 no. no. He, won, he won 2007. The Spurs swept the, Lake, uh, the LeBron and the Cavs. Man, just answer the fucking question. You don't have to answer. You don't have to. I said Josh Howard. I can, I can still throw out other names. It's whoever gets it right. It's his birthday, huh? Well, the birthday doesn't help at all. <laughs> I'm trying to think of 2005, 2006, most improved player. No, 2006, 2007. 2006, 2007, most improved player. Yeah, 06, 07. Oh, was it? Um, ah, oh, no, it's too. He's too. I was gonna say. You that. know, the tricky thing about that award is, is like Danny Bobby Gr- Simmons won it from going bad to good, but now it's all about people good to great getting it. So this is really tough. Danny Granger, did he win one? 2006, 2007. <laughs> As a clue, they played for, they may or may not have played for my favorite team. What is it? For who? The Golden State Warriors. Oh. Oh, is it? Well, then it's Tay-tay? obvious. Monte? It is Monte. It's Monte Ellis. That's right. Oh, man. Do I get a victory speech? Can we get an, is there an, an extra question? I know you have a bonus question, Ben. Come for on. all the people listening to this right now, I don't there, think you understand bonus, how good this feels. Is there a bonus question, Ben? I don't know if you've seen the show Stomp the Schwab. But Pushy's not far off. And for me to get I, this done, it, 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 there's got to be a bonus question. I, I, Look at him doing anything. I have, I have another one just in case. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. You, do, you guys play it. I'm out. I already won my game. No, come on. Oh, oh come on. Keep playing. You're that guy losing 2K. He's like, no, 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 not one no, game. I'm, guy, I'm the guy in Vegas that's double or nothing. Run it back. Run it back. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not running it back, man. I just beat you in a game that I never will probably beat you in again. I'm out. That'd be like you beating me in one on one and me be like, run it back. You would run for the exit. That's impossible, but still. Impossible for me to... Posh, we'll we'll, we'll do this one for you. We'll do do this one for you. All right, so on this this date in NBA history, October 26th, which is the day we're recording, um, two-time All-Star, someone who's seemingly in all the trade rumors, Pascal Siakam made his NBA debut, the Toronto Raptors. What college did Pascal Siakam go to? He went to New Mexico State. State. That's right. There you go. All right, that's good. We're going to... We'll stop it there. I don't. <laughs> my weekend is ruined, but it's good. Good place to stop it. You know what it is? I think. I think it's good to give. Like you know, you're able to give your co-host. This is how good of a teammate oh, I am. You want to give him a little confidence boost? Look yeah. at that. Look at that sorry ass speech. You, you, we've all heard that one before. <laughs> what do you want me to do? It's, it's it's a different way of being a leader. I'll take it. All right. Hey man, listen. You guys enjoy your weekend. I know I will. Uh, this has been always a look at the <laughs> your face. You're just so salty right now. It actually feels kind of good. It's I like you and Ben went over those questions this morning <laughs> over coffee. <laughs> I mean, the uh, I've had some I had some nutty answers. I should have lost a point for the Josh Howard comment. That was just insane. Yeah.
But I think he did. Did he win something like that or no? Yeah, I'm done answering questions he, for the he, week. He was nasty. Do you remember Josh Howard? Of course I remember Josh Baggy Howard. Baggy pants, high socks. But he was, yeah, he was solid. ACC player of the year, Wake Forest. This is what you do. I, I mean, this is what you do. Try to throw, sneak in a little something. No, it's, what, what you should have snuck is Monte Ellis first. That was your homie. You actually know him. I don't. That's all good. We all have our days. Hey, listen, Ben, I appreciate you. Erica, thank you. The producers. Uh, next this episode, is, I want to get Erica on about that whole Cheesecake Factory issue, though. We gotta yeah, talk. we'll dissect that a little bit more maybe next episode. But uh, this is a great week. I appreciate everybody. Everybody be safe. Take care. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.